Hello, this is Robert Barge. Welcome to Redemption's Table, where every week we will gather around this table with a special guest to explore the most appetizing ingredient in this menu called life, redemption. I believe in redemption. I believe everybody hungers for redemption, everybody. And the truth is, redemption is all around us every day. It is a recipe that God the Creator sets before us every single moment of our lives. Unfortunately, so much emphasis is placed upon the bad, many have difficulty seeing, experiencing, and tasting the good. So I'm setting out on a journey, going table to conversation, to accentuate the reality of redemption in the lives of everyday people like you and me. A reality that, I believe, finds its ultimate expression in Jesus of Nazareth, who is the not-so-secret ingredient to the redemption we all seek. So, come hungry, join the meal, because party of redemption, your table is now ready. Well, there you are, and welcome back to Redemption's Table. Today, we have not one guest, we have five. Five smooth stones. Now, if you're a person of faith, you've probably heard about this quintet. They premiere in the Old Testament book of 1 Samuel and the classic confrontation between David and Goliath. 1 Samuel 17, verse 40 says, Then David took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. David chose five smooth stones that day. All he would need was one, one well-placed rock right into the forehead of the giant. But since that time, five smooth stones have become symbolic for equipping us to go up against the giants we face in our lives. There's been an abundance of sermons, Bible studies, books, songs, even movies to prove this point. And it's a great truth. Yes, we all face giants. Yes, We have all been facing a worldwide giant for the past year and a half. Yet, no, this is not quite what today's episode is about. Often we think of giants as being out there, across the valley, across the aisle, on the opposing side. Let's turn the table and consider. What if the greatest giant you face is you? What if your greatest giant has a cave inside your heart. We'll get ready for five smooth stones. Something said might just hit you right between the eyes. If you stop to ponder, rocks might roll, kind of like upturning a single stone on a mountainside and starting a small avalanche. I was reflecting on five smooth stones when I recalled a curious verse of scripture in the midst of a well-known chapter of the Bible, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. You may not think you know this chapter, but if you've ever heard the classic rock song, To Everything, Turn, 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 I believe that's by the birds, you've heard it. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. 
When I was a boy, I was a stone gatherer. I collected rocks. One day on the playground of Thompson Elementary School, I noticed a lot of shiny, smooth stones around the shrubbery. So I loaded up my pockets, took home as many rocks as my pockets would hold. I had a one-hour bus ride home, by the way, and I got home, and I don't know how, but one of my parents noticed my new collection, asked me where I got them, and then told me to take every single one of them back to school the next day and put them back where they belonged. So the next morning, I loaded up my pockets with rocks, climbed aboard bus 63 back to Thompson Elementary School, sat in class with my pockets bulging until play period, and then I returned my ill-gotten gain to the shrubbery beds from whence they had been mined the day before. Lesson learned. Don't take what doesn't belong to you. One day was a day to gather stones. The next was a day to scatter them. I continued to ponder stones in Ecclesiastes when I thought of a Neil Diamond song. Haven't listened to in years. Didn't even know the lyrics, even though I probably had heard them a hundred times or more way back then. So I looked up Stones, that's the name of the song, Stones, and, and I read the lyrics. Stones would play inside her head, and where she slept, they made her bed. And she would ache for love and get but stones. La, 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 lordy child, a good day's coming, and I'll be there to let the sun in, and being lost is worth the coming home. La, 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 on stones. You and me, a time for planting. You and me, a harvest granting. The every prayer ever prayed for just two wildflowers that grow. La, 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 on stones. Sounds like Neil Diamond had been reading Ecclesiastes. There's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. If I had to ask a couple of fictitious guests to interpret this verse, I think I would look to Forrest Gump and Charlie Brown. When Forrest accompanies his friend Jenna on a visit to her abandoned childhood home, Jenny looks at that dilapidated old house where she had received so much pain, experienced sexual abuse as a little girl, and she begins violently chunking rocks towards the whitewashed shack. Forrest responds, Sometimes, I guess, there just aren't enough rocks. When Charlie Brown goes trick-or-treating with his peanut friends, after every house they visit, they inventory the candy they just received. I got a candy bar. I got a popcorn ball. I got a pack of gum. Every time, though, without fail... Good old Charlie Brown would announce, I got a rock. There's a time to gather stones. Sometimes I guess there just aren't enough rocks to throw. Sometimes all life seems to give you is rocks. There are three, maybe four things to do with stones. One, you could leave them alone. Two, throw them. Three, treasure them. One, leave them alone. Two, give them to others, hopefully without velocity. Three, receive them from others, hopefully in a gift bag. And four, pick them up from streams to ponder them in wonder and awe. This past year, I've been learning about trauma. It has been a 
traumatic season. Statistics keep reminding us, those of us living in the United States, 60% of us are going through distress right now. There are two types of stress, eustress and distress. Eustress is normal everyday stress. It's the stress, the tension we need to get through life, to work together, to solve problems. Normal stress. But distress is another matter. Distress is fight or flight. It's this intense stress, stress where muscles never seem to relax, where deep, hearty laughter is rare. And according to statistics, 60% of us are going through this right now. I say us because I have often been a part of that 60%. And I have learned one of the first characteristics of soul trauma is mental fragmentation. I wish somebody had told me that 10 years ago when I was going through another season of distress, for it would have explained a lot. In that season a decade ago, almost everything I knew about faith became like a Rubik's Cube to me. I would take a single verse of scripture, words that I knew by heart, and I would ponder them slowly, turn them over and over in my mind, in my hands like repiecing a puzzle, And the past year plus has been like that again at times. And then I learned that's normal under the circumstances, under trauma. I'm mentally fragmented. Many of you are. Most of you are without recognizing it. At times I've thought, I I guess I'm ADD. Never have been before, but seems that way now. Again, when we think of five smooth stones, we associate them with going to battle against giants. The giants out there. But what if your biggest giant dwells within you? What if it's a mental block? What if it's an elephant that won't leave the room? What if it seems the world won't let you forget your past? Well, maybe five smooth stones can help. Like a trip to the spa for a hot stone massage, this is a hot stone massage for the soul. If you listened to the podcast two weeks ago, you know I love autumn. There's something about the last three months of the year that call for deeper reflection. In November, we celebrate Thanksgiving. Several years ago, I read 1,000 Gifts by one of my favorite authors, Ann Voskamp. I highly recommend reading this book. It's all about gratitude. And thanks to Ann and her book, I began to keep a gratitude journal. Now, I've always considered myself grateful, but I have grown even more so these past 10 years. I have a gratitude list on my iPhone. I begin each day making a list of everything I have to thank God for from yesterday. My list is growing all the time. Yet, even with this kind of persistent acknowledgement, I can still get discouraged. I can still get depressed. And statistics remind me, I'm not alone, and neither are you. As I look at 2020 and 2021, I have to confess, we have all been through something, haven't we? And many of us are still going through it. It's cultural, it's spiritual, it's personal. We are grieving, we are lamenting, we are grateful, we are humble, or we're living in denial and selfishness. Back to the question, what if the greatest giant you face lives within? What if he or she has a name? 
And what if the name is ingratitude? What if you no longer recognize what you have because you're still focused on what you've lost? I would like to offer you a reinvention of five smooth stones to combat whatever inner giant you may be facing right now. And this is so simple. And at the heart of this reinvention, this inversion is gratitude. Gratitude to the creator. Gratitude to God. Gratitude to the giver of every good and perfect gift always, always coming down around us from above whether we recognize it or not. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, oftentimes delivered by Jesus, the light of the world. Go to the stream of your consciousness, the stream of overflowing thankfulness, and select five smooth stones, five reasons to be thankful. And I'll just throw this in for a twist. Five reasons to be thankful brought together around one common theme. I'm putting together items which may not ordinarily be brought together. Why? To prompt even more gratitude. For example, here's my first five smooth stones gathering. My first five smooth stones list. Cinco de Verde. Five of green. Five green things to say, thank you, God, for creating that. I'll share these with you. Number one, Mesa Verde. As in Mesa Verde National Park. Number two, the jalapeno relish on Joti Garcia's nachos. If you've heard the podcast, you know that's my favorite Mexican food place on the planet. Number three, tomatilla salsa from Rosa's Cafe. If you live in Texas, there's plenty of roses around. Go find one. Number four, baseball fields. Number five, cilantro. Now, if you want to see that list, go to Redemption's Table Instagram page and follow. So there's five things that are green to thank God for. At five moments, I almost died. And I say, thank you, Jesus, that that didn't happen at that particular moment. Or five imaginations to ponder if it were possible. For example, five United States presidents I would like to sit down and have a conversation with if I could. You say, well, what's the point of that? Well, to thank God for creating these individuals because there's something I see in their lives which spark curiosity within me. There's goodness within them that partly looks like Jesus. Or five things to consider for the future, etc., etc. Five memories over 62 years of living with one thing in common. For you, it might be five memories over 32 years of living. I don't know however long you've been here, but just the possibilities are endless because we, as we used to sing in youth group, we have so much, 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 so much to be thankful for. And that is never going to change no matter what. I mean, come on, if my thoughts are momentarily fragmented anyway at times, Why not gather them together and herd them in an appreciative direction so that I can lift both thanks and praise to God? So there you go. Five smooth stones from the stream. Five smooth stones from the river of life that flows all around us and beside us. And if you know Jesus, the river of life who flows within us and through us. I want to invite you to join the fun and the whimsy and the encouragement of this all through this season. 
I'm going to drop list suggestions on the Redemptions Table Instagram page. I encourage you to check out these unique, quirky Thanksgiving lists and come up with your own list. Share them with others. Share them with us via Instagram or on our website. Give God thanks for whatsoever things are true, for whatsoever things are noble, for whatsoever things are right, for whatsoever things are pure, for whatsoever things are lovely, for whatsoever things are admirable, for whatsoever things are good. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things and give gratitude for such things. And watch the giants within fall. So there you are. You're invited. Come wade in the stream. Come jump in the bottomless springs of wonder and gratitude. Until next week, when hopefully we will have a real live guest to engage in conversation. But if not, the rocks can cry out. They actually do a pretty good job. Keep listening to your life. As God whispers to you, party of redemption, your table is now available. Until then.